0: You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, the crowds in Bethany, the small little village on the east side of Jerusalem, on the east side of the Mount of Olives, are still buzzing about the raising of Lazarus from the dead. They had all been to Lazarus' funeral. They'd all been there with Mary and Martha's sisters to comfort them for days until Jesus came, and they all came with Jesus to the tomb and saw Lazarus come forth. They would visited with him, and so they were talking about this raising of Lazarus and about the love and the compassion and the authority of Jesus who could do this, who could raise a man from the dead. And word of this resurrection had gotten... To Jerusalem and had gotten to the temple and had gotten to the enemies of Jesus, the scribes and the Pharisees, and they could not abide by it, so they were seeking a way to kill Jesus. But instead of avoiding them and avoiding this, Jesus is headed right towards them. As we read through the Gospels, we are seeing Jesus constantly telling people to to be quiet. To not report what they had seen or the good things that he had done to them. Go your way and don't tell anybody. My hour is not yet come. Jesus would say this over and over. My hour is not yet come. But now the hour is come. Now everybody is to know that Jesus is the Messiah and he will make his public appearance as the King of Israel. And it will be in the form of this triumphal entry. Jesus was staying at Bethany, and he sent his disciples down the road to Bethphage, uh, perhaps where the road from Jericho and the road from Bethany and the pilgrim road meet and come over the Mount of Olives and go into Jerusalem. And he says, there you'll find a donkey, a colt that no one has ever ridden on. Bring it to me. And they do, and this gets the attention. In fact, the word of getting this donkey spreads back to to Bethany, and all the way over the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem as well. And and so the crowds start to gather. The buzz was in the air. And and not only does a large crowd gather, this is the thing not to miss, not, not only does a large crowd gather with Jesus over in Bethany to come over the Mount of Olives, but a large crowd comes down from Jerusalem up the Mount of Olives to accompany Him back. The crowds are in front and behind from both places going with Jesus. Now this procession starts small, but it grows quickly in intensity and more and more people are coming around and they're taking the branches of the palm trees and the myrtle trees and they're putting them on the ground and even their their jackets they're taking off and putting them uh, on the path to make a carpet for the colt to walk on. And most importantly, the people are singing together Psalm 118. Hosanna. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now Jesus, which is kind of amazing to me, but Jesus this whole time doesn't say anything. At least not that we hear in the Gospels. Until the Pharisees start to complain, they come, press through the crowd, and come up to Jesus and tell Jesus to make them be quiet, to tell the children to stop singing, because the Pharisees know exactly what this means, that Jesus is coming into the city as a king, and so they want to silence the crowd. They want to make all this stop. But Jesus rebukes them and says, if these were silent, then the rocks would cry out. Then there's quite a ruckus. I mean, you've got to imagine all of these hundreds of people before Jesus and after Jesus, waving palms, putting their jackets before Him, going before Him, following after Him, singing. In fact, the text tells us not just that they were singing, but that they were shouting, Hosanna! Letting everyone know that the Son of David has arrived and is coming into the royal city so that the, the echoes of their voices would have been heard all the way into Jerusalem and more people would have come come out to see what's going on. And as they come down over the rise of the Mount of Olives, there's a particular place that's there where, where the view of the entire city sort of spreads out before you. And there they stop. And here's the surprise. Jesus there, looking over the city, riding on His donkey, begins to cry. There's a few different words for weeping and crying in Greek. When Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus, the word used indicates a quiet kind of mourning. But the word used here, it's in Luke chapter 19, is a different word. It indicates lament, loud crying, with tears and with wailing. This is how Jesus is crying. Luke says, Now as he drew near, he saw the city And he wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you especially, in this, your day, the things that make for peace, but you did not. Now, at least for me, I don't know if it is for you, but at least for me, this is absolutely stunning to imagine. that The crowds are all around Jesus, and they're waving their, their palm branches, and they're singing, and they're shouting with joy and triumph, The disciples, who the text tells us don't understand what's going on, but they're starting to get into it, are also there saying maybe this is the time when Jesus will come into His kingdom. The Pharisees, seeing that they're losing control, are trying to figure out what to do next. But there's Jesus with tears streaming down His face, into His beard, with the deepest of sadness wailing over the city. And this sadness is not what we might expect, because He knows what's coming, because He knows He's going to die. I mean, He's going to weep over that in the garden which is actually not that far from this place, maybe like 200 yards down the hill. He's going to weep over the suffering in a couple of days. But at this point, as he weeps over Jerusalem, he's not weeping at the sadness of his own suffering, but he's weeping with this deep and profound sadness that the benefit of his suffering and his death would not come to this city. That Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem would not, did not rejoiced to see his day. That they did not receive his mercy. That they did not believe his promises. And they did not come into the peaceful kingdom that he was coming to bring. Jesus, it seems, could see the things that would happen 40 years later when Jerusalem was besieged and the armies were gathered around and the soldiers were tearing down the city so that not one stone was left upon another. And he weeps. He weeps because because Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus weeps because he does not desire Jerusalem's destruction or the world's destruction or your destruction. He comes to save. That, in fact, is what the word Hosanna means, by the way. Lord, save. Lord, rescue. Lord, deliver. Lord, help. And this is exactly what Jesus has come to do. Save. But His saving, and this is part of the problem with what's going on in the Palm Sunday account, His saving is not going to be how the people expected it. I think that most of the people of Israel thought that they needed saving from the Romans. But Jesus knows that they need saving from themselves, from their sin, from their idolatry. The people think that they need a strong king to lead an army. Jesus knows that they need a sacrifice that will atone for their transgressions. The people think that they need power to rule. Jesus knows that they need the weakness of their God in the flesh to die on the cross. So the people are ready for the shedding of all this Roman blood. But Jesus is ready to shed the blood of God. To bring peace through his death on the cross. To open with his wounds the way to everlasting life. That is why Jesus has come. And the people don't see it. The people don't want it. The people reject it. And at last the prophecy comes true and Jerusalem is destroyed but for those but for those who are praying hosanna praying for salvation from sin praying for rescue from death and the devil jesus does come as king lowly and meek riding on a donkey riding on to the cross riding on to his death To save us. So the stage is set. The crowd comes with Jesus into Jerusalem. It winds through the small streets. It arrives at last at the temple and there Jesus dismounts the donkey and looks around. Summarized by Edersheim in this way, Jesus alone was silent and sad among this excited multitude. The marks of the tears he wept over Jerusalem still on his cheek. This is not how an earthly king enters a city in triumph. This is not how the Messiah of Israel's expectation would go into the temple, but this is Jesus. He spoke not. But He looked around about all the things as if to view the field on which He was to suffer and die. And then as the shadows of evening were creeping up, weary and sad, He once more returned with the twelve disciples to the shelter and rest of Bethany. So Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem. The King has come to His city. The priest has come to the temple. The prophet has come to Mount Zion. But most importantly, the Lamb of God has come to His altar where He would in five days breathe His last and pour out His blood for you. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.